The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's good, everybody? Welcome into the early ads in our Week 16 NFL Props extravaganza now let's be very very clear that this week very very difficult there's a lot of snow freezing wind freezing conditions we saw last night very difficult to pick props when you don't know what the weather is going to be except i have the three best prop betters around ask anybody And we're going to find picks that we love. Now, remember, full slate on Christmas Eve, which is tomorrow, Saturday, three games on Sunday, then, of course, Monday Night Football. So we have a lot to get into. So let's bring in the stars of the show. And I love when people get into the Holy Spirit because I never do. But look who has come in ready for the holidays live from parts unknown. Proppy two claws, apparently, today. Happy holidays, sir. Coach, what's good? Uncle Dave, Cousin Sia, it's a family affair, a special holiday edition of the Friday Prop Extravaganza. Happy holidays to all the Sportsline subscribers. I've got lots of little props to fill in all of your little stockings and underneath the tree, Coach. <laughs> it's very creepy, very creepy a little <laughs> bit. All right, next, he, we, we borrow him from the best fantasy show that there is there's nothing better than fantasy football today uncle dave richard happy holidays sir happy holidays to you coach and to sia and alex and everybody watching it's time to stop buying other people gifts it's time to give yourself some cash we're gonna help you do it you're damn right we are okay now next i think we're okay today even though last night i had to teach him a little lesson see you the most handsome man in all the early edge universe happy holidays sir Happy holidays. I thought I was sharp, but you were the sharpest last night, taking me to the woodshed and a plea of insanity for that Jets bet, given that Zach Wilson was the quarterback. Congratulations, coach, on the showdown. To get in the holiday spirit, I actually flew up to D.C. For those of you that don't know, I'm doing this show from the Smithsonian, the art museum. So I'm doing it here. It's cold. I wanted to get that sort of Christmas holiday spirit climate. Here I am, and I'm ready to go. Are you are you seriously at the Smithsonian? Yeah, Seriously? they gave me full access. I mean, we're bigger than I thought we were. We are bigger than we thought we were. By the way, it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. Oh, it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a nice art back there, though. Yeah, May as well I, be the I, Smithsonian, I, am I right? You look like you're at great grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, I said it's his wife's wing of the house because it's so much nicer than his wing of the house. This is clearly his beautiful wife's, not his. Cool. Who am I to judge? I'm in a closet right now. 
All right, let's get into it. We got a lot to talk about today, a lot of props, a full schedule. There are no buys. Oh, the buys are over three weeks to get to the playoffs. We don't care about records. We don't care about totals. We don't care about spreads. We care about props. So, gentlemen, are we all ready? Can we go? Can we go? Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. All right, so first game on the board. And if you're joining us for the first time, and I know there's many of you, you told me this morning you're going to catch all of us live. We don't go into every game. Just the games that my guys have props into. All right. Bills laying eight at Chicago. It's going to be freezing in Chicago. Total 40 and a half. Dave, I'm going to start with you. Usually when you have this cold of weather, they do two things. Run and run the clock. Start us off. And it's not just the temperature, Coach. It's the forecasted winds that are going to be a factor in play for this matchup between the Bills and the Bears. Soldier Field is right on Lake Michigan. I mean, literally, you could jump into the lake, jump out, and go to the football game if you wanted to. You'll die of hypothermia if you do it on Saturday. (laughs) But this is a matchup where Devin Singletary should be able to get some work. So I like the over, 47.5 rushing yards. Kind of a low number for him. He's been under that in each of his past two games, but he's been over it in his prior three. In those past three games, the playing time has dropped. He's been under 50% of the snaps in two of his past three. James Cook has been taking work away. But last year when the Bills played in a game like this, crazy wins. Oh, you think I'm going to tell you that Devin Singler had a big game? He didn't. He barely had carries. Josh Allen threw 30 times. The wind was crazy. You remember that game against the Patriots? Mac yeah. Jones famously had three pass attempts in the game. The Patriots won. The Bills did it wrong. I think they flipped that script, and they're going to do it with Devin Singletary running more against a Chicago defense that on the season ranks bottom 10 in running back rushes against and running back yards per carry allowed. They'll enter this game without Jack Sanborn. That was the middle linebacker who replaced Roquan Smith after the Bears traded him. So it's a third-string middle linebacker. It's not a good run defense to begin with, and it's a game script that should favor Devin Singletary to handle the rock. He's going over 47 and a half rushing yards. He said, handle the rock is what Dave just said. By the way, Capper Taylor said, Dave, the closet is AB's territory. <laughs> very, <laughs> very funny. All right. Game number two. And I love that first play with the Bills. And by the way, they're fighting for that number one seed in the AFC. So they need to play and play hard. All right. Seahawks and the Chiefs. Chiefs have been the worst against the spread team in the entire National Football League. Yet somehow, they cashed our futures ticket last week at over 10 and a half wins. They're also 11 and three, just like the Bills are. They're laying 10 at home, total 49 and a half. The weather's not supposed to be as cold, but it's still going to be chilly. So, Sia, let's start with you because on Kansas City, has been very, very difficult all year to figure out who's going to be the receiver that Patrick Mahomes leans into outside of Travis Kelsey. You think you found a name this week? Yeah, I think I found a name, and I'll admit, I, I feel like I'm buying high a little bit. And that's why this prop is juiced to, at minus 135, which I, I don't usually like doing, but it's Juju Smith-Schuster or Jusu Smith-Schuster, over four and a half receptions at minus 135. Listen, this has been the guy for Mahomes. We know they have a bit, you're right, Coach, they have a, a wide variety of receiving targets, and that includes in the backfield, right? We got Jarek McKinnon, McCole Hardman coming back. The Sky Moore crew is probably still out there hoping he's going to get some touches. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then, oh, of course, Travis Kelsey. But the reality is, Juju has actually kind of moved into this number one receiver role, and it seems pretty definitive at this point. Over the last two weeks, he's had 21 targets, and on the efficiency front, he's caught 19 of them. 
Now, he doesn't get a ton of yards with those 19 receptions over the last two weeks, only 162 receiving yards. He's not doing, you know, the, he's not, the, the ADOTs are small here relative to some of those other guys, which I like for this catch prop. So give me over four and a half receptions. Again, it's minus 135. But just to give you some perspective here, yes, it's cold. Yes, there might be a little bit of wind. But Patrick Mahomes catch, or excuse me, um, uh, completions prop is 25 and a half. He will be slinging it around and Juju will be his number one target with Travis Kelsey. I'll take the over here. Yeah, my uh, I've got a really good inside info guy in the locker room. I think you guys remember when I broke the Patrick Mahomes news before CBS had it on the air, and he told me that the weather's going to be just fine. It's a little mm -hmm. chilly, but it's going to be just fine. So this plays right into that. But Proppy Two Claws, let me come to you, because there's one guy that almost is defense-proof. Last week against the Texans, he went bananas. He had both his catch prop and his yardage prop, and this week, you think he'll do it again? Talk to me. Yeah, we're talking about Travis Kelsey taking him over 76 and a half receiving yards. You you mentioned, Coach, how good this guy is. He's the engine of the Chiefs passing attack. He's also one of the most double teamed uh, wide receiver and tight ends in the NFL. It doesn't matter. He is so good. He gets open at will. Clearly Mahomes' favorite target. Also, McCole Hardman is not expected to return to the lineup this week, so that condenses the targets even further to Kelsey and potentially Juju Smith-Schuster. Look, this matchup against the Seahawks, it checks every single box I look for in a potential spike week for Kelsey. We know the Chiefs. They throw the ball more than any team in the NFL. Now we're facing a team that is a significant significant pass funnel in the Seahawks. The Seahawks have also given up the third most yards to opposing tight ends this season. They're 28th in DVOA to opposing tight ends as well. So this checks every box, as I mentioned, for a potential spike week for Kelsey. Friendly matchup. Weather shouldn't be an issue. And the Seahawks have been very generous to tight ends. Give me Travis Kelsey over 76 and a half receiving yards. I think he has potentially triple digits, especially if Seattle can push them a little bit. Maybe a way to stack a player this week, potentially after you watch like the pregame show and see where it's at. Of course, we'll have full shows on Thanksgiving or excuse me, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Dave, let me come to you. Chat question. Uh, my man says, I watched the Seahawks, Chris, last two games live. Their run defense is trash. What do you think about Pacero this week? It's Pacheco, and I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> about him. I still messed it up. It's <laughs> okay. You know just... what? You might not even hear of him after this game or the rest That's of the true. season. Jarek McKinnon's been coming on. We've loved him in fantasy. We, we, we are calling him a number two fantasy running back. He's been taking on a lot of the high-value touches, working near the goal line, catching passes out of the backfield, clearly the more experienced running back. Pacheco's a rookie. So I would kind of stay away from those Pacheco props. They could go over, but if he makes a mistake in this game, he's going to go right into the doghouse. You'll wish he had the unders on them. I would probably rather put my money on I, – I love the Kelsey bet. It was one of my favorites this week, too. That's where you should go. God, how embarrassing is that for me? By the way, Alex, uh, Greg's asking, uh, what do you say, prop clause? Would you play it up to 78 and a half for your uh, Kelsey play? Absolutely. Play it up to 79 and a half. All right, there you go. Boom, Greg. Prop clause. Maybe that's the newest nickname. We're still working on Sia. We're still working on Eric Cohn. we got a lot of things to do for the first of the year. All right, this next game, all three of my experts have picks in this game. And this has a lot of meaning for both teams, the Giants. I think they shocked the world going into Washington and winning by eight on the road. Refs helped them a little bit, but they still won the game. Vikings minus four. 
We know what they just did recently to the Colts, total 48 and a half. So, see, you have two picks in here, and we're doing a little bit at Caesars. We're doing like a boost over the weekend. They ask all of us to put in a pick from certain games. One of your picks, one of your plays, was one of my plays that I sent in to Caesar Sportsbook. How about that? Start us off. I absolutely love it. And yeah, I have two plays here and they concern the same player, which I typically don't like to do, but I like both of these plays independently. They both pertain to Dalvin Cook. So I'll start with the more conventional of the two bets. It's Dalvin Cook over 76 and a half rushing yards at minus 120. Uh, It has moved up in some places to 77 and a half. I do like it there as well. Listen, this is one of those situations where this should be the Dalvin Cook show. Efficiency has been up and down for him, but against the New York Giants, who are allowing 5.4 yards per carry, I think the efficiency is going to be just fine. His rush attempt prop for the record is set at 17 and a half, so we think he's going to get the ball a ton from a rushing attempt standpoint. And don't forget about what Washington did to the Giants last week. And by the way, Coach, I'm a little offended that you said the refs helped them out a little bit. Wow. <laughs> New definition for a little bit, apparently. So the point is, Brian Robinson rushed all over the New York Giants. He probably should have gotten more carries. He only had 12 rushes for 89 yards. He averaged 7.4 yards per carry. Antonio Gibson averaged over four yards per carry. And I just think we're going to see Dalvin Cook probably be in that Brian Robinson range. So I like him over 76 and a half rushing yards. And for the record, I don't think game script is going to get out of hand where we're going to see Dalvin Cook in the passing game more than the rushing game. I think this is going to be a neutral game script at worst for the Minnesota Vikings. The other prop I like, again, Dalvin Cook. It's Dalvin Cook over... 16 and a half yards as his longest longest rush at minus 115. I just think there's going to be a lot of running lanes. We saw what happened with Brian Robinson. It's been happening to the Giants all season. Granted, they have they have gotten a little bit healthier, but I still like Dalvin Cook in this situation to find some running lanes, especially since the, the Giants are not a team that's going to contact you early in the process. They're one of the worst teams in terms of contacting the running back early in the process. They, they're usually given about two yards before they contact them. In this case, it's going to be Dalvin Cook finding the running lanes, and rushing for over 16 and a half yards as his longest rush. All right, real quick, what would you play Dalvin Cook up to for his uh, game prop? 78 and a half, they're asking in the chat. Yeah, I'd play it up to 78 and a half. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, all right. Two good picks, same player. Now, prop clause, let me come over to you because I saw your boy the other night at the Minnesota Timberwolves game, all iced out, got the jacket on. He's feeling himself 342 yards to break the all-time receiving yardage record. They're going to do it, which means you're on what this week? I'm backing Justin Jefferson right back to the well with my guy over 89 and a half receiving yards. This game, again, checks every box I look for in a spike game. Coach, you mentioned needs 323 receiving yards, I believe, to break Calvin Johnson's single season record. That's an average of just under 108 receiving yards per game. This is a very important record to him. He is going to break it this season, barring injury. Absolutely love Justin Jefferson. He's averaging 115 receiving yards per Per game this season, he's gone over 90 and 10 of 14 games as well. The Vikings are playing at home in a dome against the Giants defense that is 26th in EPA allowed per drop back and 32nd in PFF's coverage grade. So this is a fantastic matchup in addition to being in a dome, which is completely unfair when you look across the board at all the inclement weather that all these teams are facing. Give me Justin Jefferson in a dome against one of the league's worst pass defenses all day long. We take this over 90 yards. We also sprinkle on the alt totals as well. Oh, we're playing all things JJ. 
It's also my son's name as well this week. So this game's all about star power. From all three of my guys, we're talking Dalvin Cook, star. Justin Jefferson, star. Dave, what star are you talking about in this game? We are talking about maybe the brightest, shiniest star of them all, Coach. Graham Gano, the <laughs> kicker for the New York football giants going over one and a half field goals at minus one Oh eight. You know that I love to find a good kicker prop. And this right. is it. You want to talk about a bend, but don't break defense. The Vikings have allowed at least three field goal attempts in six straight games, four or more field goal attempts in four of their past five games. There should not be a shortage of chances for Graham Gano to nail a couple of three-pointers. And he's made at least two field goals in three of his past four and in nine of 13 games this season. In fact, the only way I think he misses this prop is if this becomes a Vikings blowout, maybe because of Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson doing their thing, or because he misses a field goal. And he doesn't really do a lot of that. And so I think the Giants are going to be in a position to get near the red zone, and then all of a sudden that Vikings defense stops them. They have no problem handing the keys over to Graham Gano to get a field goal. I would not be surprised if this was over by halftime. Damn, he made a halftime call. Like uh, you'll still win this. if he does it in the third quarter, by the way. <laughs> can you imagine somebody going, so I, can I still cash in the third? Yes, you can still cash in the third. It'll be all right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next game on the agenda for our group. This has a lot of meaning. I tell you what, the darlings in the NFL, and I love it when we can play into a storyline, and it doesn't get ruined. Lions last week, everybody said, it's over. They're going to the Jets, and they beat the Jets. And now the Lions are very much alive for a playoff spot. They're laying two and a half on the road in Carolina, total 43 and a half. Proppy, I want to start with you because we are focused on players in this game that start with the letter D. I don't know why I figured that out, but I did. Who do you like? Yeah, we are, Coach. We're taking a look at a complimentary receiving option for the uh, Lions. DJ Chark over 33 and a half receiving yards. Listen, he's coming off of a dud last week, but before that he had – Back-to-back 90-yard uh, uh, yard performances in back-to-back games. Also, he runs a route on nearly every single Jared Goff dropback. That type of elite route participation is very, very valuable. Even some very good wide receivers across the NFL don't have like close to 100 route participation. So the fact that he's on the field for basically every single Jared Goff drop back is worth more than 33 yards, in my opinion, coupled with the fact that he is also a very explosive 
downfield option. He also has the deepest A dot of any Lions wide receiver. So he doesn't require a, a significant amount of targets to make a big impact. He can go over this on just one reception. So the fact that he's under 40 yards, you can get this at 33 and a half yards. Uh, I think this is a auto play for me. DJ Chark over 33 and a half receiving yards against the Panthers defense. That is not that good. They give up a ton of production to opposing wide receivers. 25th in PFS coverage grade. 26th in PFS pass rush grade as well. That's significant because I mentioned he goes deep down the field. It takes a little bit of time for those routes to develop. So this is a great spot to back DJ Chark. Uh, last week against the Jets, much more difficult matchup. This is a much softer one. Love DJ Chark to hook up with a big completion with Jared Goff. Give me over 33 and a half yards. I'd play this one up to 37 and a half. All right. So that's an over on one side, but we have another under on the other side. Dave, talk to me. Let's talk about Deontay Foreman not being the type of running back that fantasy managers were hoping for after a hot start. Ever since that Christian McCaffrey trade, we've all known him, and a lot of us have started him, but things have started to go wrong for him lately. He's been very dependent on game script to keep him on the field. In three Panthers losses by eight or more points since the McCaffrey deal, so yeah, I'm qualifying quite a bit here. He's played less than 50% in each game. He's had less than 25 rush yards in each game. I'm taking the under on 55 and a half rush yards. It's juicy minus 131, but I don't think he's got a chance to go over this. This Lions defense, this is crazy to me because they started the year as a laughing stock. They were terrible and they're still terrible, but it's against the pass. It's not against the run. Their last seven games. 3.2 yards per carry to running backs. Only two rushing touchdowns in their last seven games. And guess how many running backs have over 55 yards against them? Two. It's two. It's Khalil <laughs> Herbert with 57 and Devin Singletary at 72. But they're good, and Foreman could get game scripted out of this one real quick. Last week he did, and we saw Chuba Hubbard play 63% of the snaps. In fact, Foreman played six snaps in the second half had four carries for seven yards. I'm taking the under 55 and a half rush yards for Deontay Foreman. I love it when sports books don't figure out that a player didn't play and then they put the same number back up there. And that's a, it's a hole. And that's why you guys are the experts to find said holes. All right. We're halfway through our picks so far for those watching on YouTube. Welcome. This is the early edge prop extravaganza for those listening, driving to grandma's house on Apple or Spotify. We welcome all of you, too. And for those of you who never get to watch us live because you're always at work, thank you for taking the time two days before the holidays. But do not forget that many of these picks are tomorrow. Don't wake up Sunday morning and go, what did I do? Saturday this week. All right, next game. Not too many people are going to be watching this, but it means a lot for the AFC South. The Jags control their destiny. They win the next two. They win the division. The Titans... Ooh, they're in free fall mode. They're laying three, total 35 and a half. And on top of everything else, Dave, Ryan Tannehill's done. So they've got to put their playoff hopes on Malik Willis. And when that happens, well, something else usually doesn't happen. And you're leaning into that this week. What do you like? I wouldn't say they're putting their hopes on Malik Willis, coach. I think they're putting their hopes on Derrick Henry. That means Malik <laughs> Willis isn't going to have to do a heck of a lot against the Houston Texans. I'm taking the under on his passing touchdowns, which is 0.5. And they're giving us odds, plus 118. 
which is a little curious to me, but I, I think leaning into it is the perfect way to put it. Look, this Texans defense, they're supposed to be a laughing stock right now. They held Patrick Mahomes only two passing touchdowns. Dak Prescott had one. Deshaun had none. Tua had one. Taylor Heineke had none. The point is, the Texans are still trying. They're still in a lot of games. And this is a matchup where they're going to try to stop Derrick Henry. And I don't think they really will. And I think the Titans know it. And they're going to try and kind of protect and insulate their rookie quarterback. He has no passing touchdowns this year. He's thrown 38 pass attempts this year. He started two games, and he has only 38 pass attempts. Not all of them came in those two starts. But he, they don't want him to throw the football. He's a running quarterback. And how about this? He has zero end zone targets. Not only has he never thrown a touchdown, guys, he's never thrown the football into the end zone as an NFL quarterback. And we're it's getting odds on this? It's embarrassing. I I'm trying to, Dave, has there ever been a worse high draft pick in the history of the NFL than Malik Willis? He was a third round pick. I wouldn't call him a high draft pick. I would for his talent, for his talent. That's, he shouldn't even drafted. That's what well, I, that's, th that's there are point. some people that thought that about him. And I, I think just the bottom line is that people viewed him as more of an athletic football player yeah. than a pure passer. And he could develop into a very good quarterback, really good for fantasy, in fact. But for now, he's yeah. just not there. All right. I lean on you. Two quick questions. Probably let me come to you first. His number, apparently, and my book doesn't have them up yet, is 125 for his pass yards. Would you go over or under with that with Malik Willis? Staying away. It's too low where he could get a busted coverage. It's against the Texans, so they're obviously susceptible to giving up big plays. But just having any sort of confidence in Malik Willis I wouldn't do it, but it's too low to fade. All right, then, see, let me come to you. They're asking about Derrick Henry's over on his rush yards. I don't know what that number is yet. I'm sure you guys do because my book is so slow on props. What is – anybody have Derrick Henry's number? It hasn't been released yet as far as I know. Oh, thank goodness, and I didn't miss it. Okay. Do you think he'll have – I guess – do you think he'll have a big game against his defense? See, I guess I'll ask you that way. Yeah, I mean, he usually does is the bottom line. I think Willis could, Malik Willis could help him out a little bit, especially if they run some read option and Malik Willis keeps on, on maybe some of the initial read option looks to just scare the defense, scare the edge to, to maybe chase Malik Willis as well. I think that's going to create some running lanes between the tackles for Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I mean, the, the problem with this one, it's kind of a double-edged sword here because obviously if you don't respect Malik Willis as a, as a pass rusher, or excuse me, as a passer, then obviously you're going to be stacking the box. So I think we're going to see a lot of that. But at the end of the day, it is business decision December. When Henry gets to that second level, how many of these guys are really going to be getting in his way and how many of, of them are going to be kind of pretending to tackle him on a cold winter day? And, and I think the answer is not very many. Do you know why I love doing this show so much? Do you know why I love the people that watch? Look at the chat right now. I ask one question and eight or nine different people helped us out. That's what being a universe is truly all about. You guys are as big a part of this show as my guys are. Thank you very much for that. So it's around 109, 111, depending on what book you shop at. So thank you guys for that. Moving on. And I'll be honest with you because we're fully transparent here at the Early Edge. This morning, Emory Hunt played the Ravens minus six and a half and the under as a same game parlay. I questioned it on the show. I did. Because the total's 34 and a half. So if the underdog scores one touchdown, all of a sudden, it's very difficult to cash that ticket. But we don't care about that on this show. We care about props. So, Proppy Clause. 
Let me come to you because the Ravens have been anything but good on offense. This Lamar Jackson has been out and he's going to be out again this week, but you think there's a player that has to have a good day for them to beat the Falcons. Who? Yeah, coach JK Dobbins taking him over 56 and a half running rushing yards. Uh, that's been very clear without Lamar Jackson in the lineup. The late, the Ravens have been one of the most run heavy teams in the NFL. As a result, JK Dobbins is coming off back to back hundred yard performances. He's racked up nearly 30 rushing attempts in the previous two games. Certainly his best stretch of the season since returning from this ACL injury has been hampered by injuries, but he looks as close to, uh, pre-injury J.K. Dobbins as uh, we have seen uh, since returning from the injury. Uh, also, he's playing a Falcons defense that really struggles stopping the run. 26th in EPA allowed per rush. They've given up the eighth most yards to opposing running backs this season. So this is a great spot for J.K. Dobbins to continue to kind of be that engine of the Ravens offense. They really want to limit uh, passing attempts for Tyler Huntley. It's a great matchup to do that against a Falcons run defense that really struggles as well. Give me J.K. Dobbins over 56 and a half rushing yards. I love this spot. You remember, Proppy, when I told you that we have a lot of new people watching live and how I know that? Well, Hal 9000 said, hi, Cat, what's your pick? Anybody that watches the show a lot knows who that is. Who is right behind you, Alex? That is Goose in the flesh, one of the very uh, stars of the early edge and all the sports line. He has his own parlay. He has his own screen time. He Goose has his own clothing a- line. He does. He has his own clothing line. And what what's the, the name of the other your other cat that never shows up? Margo. Margo, very, very camera shy, Margo is. But Goose, Goose is a star. How 9,000, get with it. All right, so that's one pick for the Ravens. Let me look at my notes. Because, see, I'm coming over to you. And last night, who would have thought? Because I played Trevor Lawrence under 32 and a half, longest completion. Ingram's going to be the guy that goes for 36 <laughs> yards? What? But this is another one of those games that this is a fantastic pick because of the contestants, I will call them. What do you like here? Yeah, first of all, I do like the J.K. Dobbins play. I want to mention that that was one of my picks as well. And when I sent it in, I got the Lee Corso not so fast from our (laughs) esteemed producer. Hey, listen, Alex is already on that one. For the record, if you see it at 58 and a half, I I still like it there. I'm sure Alex does as well. I I have Tyler Huntley longest pass pass under 30 and a half. Uh, At minus 123, you know, you can get it probably minus 120, minus 125. I'll be candid here. I also like his under of 169 and a half passing yards. The reason I didn't put it forward is because the juice on that at pretty much every book is in the like the minus 139, minus 140, minus 144 range. So if that drops to 168 and a half and you get regular juice, I like that pick just as much as this longest pass under 30 and a half yards. The fact is we, we have problematic weather conditions, but that's not the real reason I'm playing this pick. Huntley simply isn't throwing it downfield, and he doesn't have a host of receivers that are going to get him downfield after the catch. You got Mark Andrews. For the record, the three games he's played with Huntley, he hasn't surpassed his 30-and-a-half longest completion on his end. Demarcus Robinson, James Prochet, everybody else, Deshaun Jackson, everybody else is pretty much injured. And then you have Tyler Huntley in a game script that's going to be J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards dominant. I don't think he's going to have a lot of pass attempts. And to the extent he does, he has been very inefficient throwing it downfield and throwing it in the short area. So I just don't see him surpassing this 30-and-a-half completion prop total. 
And uh, again, the, the matchup is probably one of those where you get in and you get out and you focus on the running game. That's what they're going to do. And frankly, that's what Atlanta is going to do, too, if they can. Could be a very, very, very quick game. So I've got an issue with Matt in the chat. Matt's here a lot, so I've got a lot of respect for him, but I have an issue. He says that Ingram catch that I talked about helped cash Maestro's pick. He had 110 yards, Matt. We didn't need that catch. He still would have had 85. 87. The number was 44. I didn't need that. I still went two or three. I had, I had a good day. I mean, I haven't had a losing day, and I can't even remember the last time. But I want to win it all. Just like the 49ers do. And they're in position. I mean, my transitions are just next level. You know what I'm talking about? So, Commanders, 49ers, the number is six and a half. The Fighting Brock Purdy's ready to continue their ascent up the NFC ladder. Total, 39 and a half. So, Dave, I would love to know how you're attacking this game and what player you think could have a decent day. Oh, I don't think he could have a decent day, Coach. I think Jahan Dotson can have a good day. The fact that you can get the over on his catches at two and a half, minus 129, I think you've got to run, not walk to take it down. This kid is great. In the game before and after the commander's bye, he was very involved, caught a lot of passes, scored a touchdown in each one. He's got great speed. He can bring it in on contested throws. He's really got something here. He can really be one of the best receivers in the NFL, and certainly on the commanders. And I'm not saying that lightly because I know he's playing with Terry McLaurin. And this 49ers run defense is outstanding. But between their pass defense and the San Francisco offense putting points on the board, I think the commanders are going to have to throw. And this is somebody who can bring in some targets. And here's the other fun thing about him. When you when you see the highlights only on Jahan Dotson, you see him making big plays, splash plays, 61-yard catch, catch and run for a touchdown. Six of his nine receptions in his last two games have been on passes inside of 15 yards. Some of them have been screens at the line of scrimmage. All we're looking for is three catches here. I think he comes through with this one in the first half. Coach, this is my favorite play of the week. Jahan Dotson over two and a half receptions. When Dave says that, Proppy says furthermore, and Sia has the button all the way to the top, you know they love their picks. You know they love their picks. All right, two for my other two guys here. Let's start with Sia. Christian McCaffrey, over 36 and a half receiving yards from Caddy Daddy in the chat. Your thoughts? Curious game from him from a receiving standpoint. We saw him get about 30 yards in the first quarter, and then they just kind of phased him out and ran him between the tackles as opposed to in the passing game. I don't really like that. I think, you know, Prop Stars always tells us those are kind of finicky. With Christian McCaffrey, I think it's an okay bet, but 36 and a half, it's kind of a lot. And I just wonder the way Kyle Shanahan utilized CMC last week, it was really running him through the tackles. And, and you know, I don't know that he's made for that, but that that is what the game plan was. Also, if this game maybe gets away from Washington, which I think is at least possible, then I don't know that you're going to be utilizing CMC in the passing game there either. So for me, it's a stay away, a lean maybe to the over if I had to bet it, but I don't, so I'm not going to. There's no question. And was it last week or was it the game before where he had a huge first half and then did nothing in the second last half week. last week? And mm-hmm. I think the reason for that, he's gotten hurt so many times in his career that they're like, as long as they're winning games, they want to protect him for the playoffs. So I would steer clear of, of him altogether because of that reason in the final three weeks. Playoffs are a different story. But right now, I think they're trying to protect him a little bit. I love your answer to that. This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Alex, so they're asking about Taylor Heineke, over 30 and a half attempts against the tough run defense of the 49ers. Yeah, it makes sense on paper. Issue being is the commanders want to run the football. They really try to uh, limit Heineke's pass attempts. They try to protect him. They're a run-first offense. So as long as this game is competitive or it's a neutral game environment, they're going to lean heavily on Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson if he plays. So while I do understand, in theory, it would make sense for them to shift to the pass, they won't unless they absolutely have to. When I'm looking for props to handicap or back or you know potentially bet i want that prop to be able to potentially hit in any game environment this requires the commanders to be trailing for it to go over in my opinion so for that reason i'd stay away all right by the way i always say it pays to watch uh live last night on the early edge live sia said i would lean into the completion props of trevor lawrence over 19 and a half how many completions did trevor lawrence have last night sia do you know actually i don't but i'm gonna ballpark it at 22 how about 20? You were right oh, on. Wow. Nice. And I played because of you and I cashed it. Dave, did you have something? I did. I studied the Heineke uh, pass attempt prop. I like the under better than the over. Um, mm-hmm. There's two reasons for it. The, the thing that Alex talked about, obviously, the fact that they don't want him throwing all over the place. And there's also talk about Carson Wentz getting some opportunities uh, again. Uh, uh, so what happens? You, you okay, coach? Yeah, I'm good. Right? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, all I said was Carson Wentz. Oh, no. Again? Oh, man. It just, I, I have an allergic reaction to him. I don't know what it is. Please continue. The, the other guy who plays quarterback for the <laughs> commanders could see some opportunities. That would obviously hurt Taylor Heineke. I would not touch this over. What You just said see some what? Some what? Opportunities. Alex? We don't say that word, Dave, around here. We say prop. Opportunities. Well, but that's when we're talking about a specific prop, and we're not talking about a uh no, no a Carson Wentz. Dave, no. get with no, the Alex. program, Dave. Alex is oh right. Thank you, cousin. Thank you, cousin. <laughs> not cool. All right. Yeah. One more Indeed. game to get to. Don't forget, we're here tomorrow morning, Sunday morning, Christmas morning. We have not missed a day since December of 2020. And we're not about to now. Any other brands doing that i'll wait nope they take days off we don't take days off so sunday really good matchup really big matchup packers on the road at the dolphins packers now do not sleep on them they have a very real possibility of things fall the right way of making it to the playoffs but what they need to do is not lose another game the dolphins feel the exact same way 
because they just got ran the last three weeks. So Dolphins laying three and a half, total sitting at 49. And Proppy, I'm coming to you because there's been a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers that week one, he was lamblasting, lamblasting. But now he's his favorite. Who am I talking about? Yeah, you're talking about Christian Watson. Oh, no. Oh, no. Am I muted? Can you hear me? You're, no? you're muted. Am I still uh, right now? You're still muted. No, you're oh, good. No. I hear you loud. Oh, something came oh. out. Are we still good? Muted. Oh, still muted. See, you can we hear me or no? I can oh, hear you just no. fine, props. No. This is a mega J smooth. A mega J smooth. Uh, I'm coach. Make sure we're not all. Dave, can you speak, please? Yeah, I here here I am. No. You hear me? He, you're muted too. See, no. can you speak? Coach, you're I, the only one that's muted. Yeah, me. we hear you. Right. <laughs> Alex, you go. It's me. Okay, you Okay, go. so I'm, I'm going to get my – And I'll fix it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll get my Christian Watson take here. I love him over 54 and a half receiving yards. Listen, guys, I know we took him last week. It stung us a little bit. He stayed under. It was a hook. He got 46 yards. But listen, this is a much better spot to back Christian Watson. I was also really encouraged by what I saw last week against the Rams. The Packers are a very conservative offense. We know that's not going to change. But again, Christian Watson is the focal point of this passing attack. He's fully emerged as Aaron Rodgers go to number one wide receiver ran a route on 94% of dropbacks last week. That's his third week in a row over 90%, which is super encouraging. He has an elite 2.16 yards per route run. That's elite, not just amongst rookies, amongst any wide receiver in the NFL. Now he's running a full slate of routes as well, which is very encouraging. We saw the audible at the line of scrimmage, uh, the second off or the second to last play of the game. Unfortunately, that ball went into the dirt. Watson didn't turn around. Had he would, we would have cashed the prop, but I digress. Just very encouraged to see this guy is running the full route tree as well. Now we get to play a, a Dolphins defense that are 26th in DVOA, 24th in EPA allowed per dropback, 27th in coverage grade. Coach also mentioned this game has a high total. Also, we have the chance of Miami really pushing Green Bay, something the Rams were very unlikely to do. So we can see a game script where the Packers are trailing. Uh, he's going to lean heavily on Christian Watson, who has been playing very, very well. This game has all the recipe for a potential spike week for Watson. I'm not afraid to go right back to him in this spot. It's a great matchup. Love Christian Watson. Over 54 and a half receiving yards. I played up to maybe 57 and a half. I would also take a very close look at his all totals over 80, over 90, over 100. All right. I like that a lot. Good thing things fell apart for me at the end of the show and not at the beginning of the show. All right. So it's that time of the show. Grab your paper, grab your pencils. I let my guys go through 10 seconds or quicker on all of your best bets. Proppy, start us off. Yeah, give me DJ Chark over 33 and a half receiving yards. This guy runs around on every single Jared Goff drop back, plus it's a good matchup. Then we've got Christian Watson over 54 and a half receiving yards. Just broke down why I think this is a great spot for him against the Miami pass funnel. Then we've got Travis Kelsey over 76 and a half receiving yards. Seattle, one of the most generous defenses to opposing tight ends. He's the engine of the Chiefs passing attack. Justin Jefferson over 89 and a half receiving yards. Listen, I you can put a blindfold on me and I will bet this guy every single week. He is going to break Calvin Johnson's record. I've called that basically from week one. Uh, then we've got J.K. Dobbins over 56 and a half rushing yards. I love this spot for him against a Falcons run defense that is very, very soft. 
All right, Sia, you're up next. And Dave, piggyback, go right after Sia because I still can't hear. Sia, what do you like here? All right, I got Tyler Huntley, longest completion under 30 and a half yards at minus 123. I think you can go with his under of 169 and a half yards as well in terms of his total yards. But again, that's juiced really high. If that line moves to 168 and a half or if, it, if the juice just kind of falls to a more reasonable amount, go ahead and take that as well or instead of depending on what you like best. I have Dalvin Cook, longest rush over 16 and a half yards. I think he's going to run all over the Giants, which is also why I have Dalvin Cook over 76 and a half rushing yards, willing to play that up to 70 eight and a half juju smith schuster over four and a half receptions it's a lot of receptions and there's a lot of receivers there but i do think they're going to pass a lot again patrick mahomes completion prop is 25 and a half i think at least five of those go to his number one receiver juju did proppy ask to be blindfolded i mean that just kind of stands out to me a little bit as interesting uh, look, John Dobson's been playing great. I think the commanders are going to have to throw the ball a lot. So I'm taking the over on two and a half receptions. Graham Gano gets a lot of field goal opportunities. The Vikings give up the most, especially over their last six games. That one feels like free money. Devin Singletary trying to take advantage of the win that's going to be in Chicago. I think he gets a little bit more opportunities than uh, 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 opportunities than usual. Nice. And he gets over 47 and a half rush yards. Foreman's been stinking. I think the Lions run defense is legit. He'll go under 55 and a half rush yards. And Malik Willis hasn't thrown an oblong ball into a painted part of the field yet in his pro career. I doubt someone's going to catch one of them. Remember, it's under one half passing touchdowns at plus 118. If he runs one in and that's it, we still win the bet. 16 straight weeks. Two more to go, and we'll be here for the next two Fridays to break down those as well. This is the best time of the year. And by the way, if you're not a Sportsline member yet, what are you doing? NFL playoffs, college bowls, NHL, NBA, all of it. Use a promo code early. I'll give you 30 days for free, but we want you to be a member with us and we'll ride all the way through 2023. But that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. Uncle Dave, prop claws, seeing a job from the Smithsonian. Snake on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. It doesn't matter if things break down. It doesn't matter if things don't go right. We're a crew. We're a family for a reason. And damn it, do we love doing this right here. Happy holidays from the early years.